Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL. When you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. The older viewers will appreciate this when I say, I just had a smack in my mind of mini Pearl. Howdy! And that probably doesn't mean anything to our co-host, Aaron Moose DuPont. Does it, Moose? I think you looked up mini Pearl one time on Google. Did you? Mini Pearl, does that mean anything to you? Howdy! Yeah, I did. And for whatever reason, you know, I you won't don't remember. Live, like, pinpoint the reference and stuff, but... It's so familiar when you say it, so I know I've seen it. It's that elderly lady with the hat with the price tag dangling off of it. Mm. Howdy. I can't even. Oh, hee-haw. That's the show she was from. I'm showing my age there, but our (laughs) southern listeners and viewers will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Again, welcome to Hour 2, everybody. It's a very big day. I'll tell you why. Any real breaking news? Some. Some. Corey Chamberlain, the pride of Birmingham, Alabama, most recently won a United States Football League championship with the Stallions, announcing last hour himself, Darren, on his social media, he's joined the staff of Heinz Ward in the San Antonio XFL franchise. So that's the news of the day. Um, We are, for those that just joined us here in hour two, talking about our Stanley Cup finals prediction. And I've had so many run through my brain. All I can really remember are my own. I said the Florida Panthers versus the Calgary Flames. Serena said Colorado, New York Rangers. You said what? Again? Colorado remember. and Carolina. Okay. Colorado, Carolina. Thank you. That sounds like a song. Heads, Colorado. <laughs> Heads, Carolina. Tales, Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> it's California. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. Um, so we got that going down. From viewer, we got some new viewers here. Ken Friedman on YouTube says she wore crazy hats. Talking about Minnie Pearl. Howdy! <laughs> I wish we could get her on the air, but I'm sure she's long past on. She was old 40 years ago. Uh, so we got the hockey thing. NFL. We're ta- our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is: Could you ever boo a franchise legend for your favorite team? And over 70 percent of people said no, they couldn't. And um, I, I don't really care the reasons for why Russell Wilson left Seattle. I think it's 14 years, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win. You don't boo the guy coming in. But I mean, say Seattle's not my town. I don't try and stick my nose into what goes on there. Even though we are carried on TDS cable in Seattle, the wonderful state of Washington and Oregon, TDS cable carries Game Plus television. I just think about... I just, it doesn't feel good to get booed. That's my point. You said you wouldn't do it. I'll say I wouldn't do it. And I think the reason I brought up my dad giving me hell was he caught me booing Darren at like a senior hockey game in the mid-1980s. And I remember going to those games where I could just barely look over the board. I could barely see over the board. I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And I would be booing guys by the name of Barry Ziegler, you know, and um, Darren Bobick and names like that. But the thing was, in my own little brain, 
was no bigger than that Milestone Civic Center or the Diesel Dome or the town of Milestone. That was my world. Yeah. So it didn't matter if it was Bobby Orr or Barry Ziegler. They're the same to me. And dad's like, don't be. Now, but he's not, they weren't franchise greats. They were the opposition. My dad was like, don't ever boo the opposition. Cheer for your own team. But to boo your own, <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, yeah. How about yeah. that? So of all, those, of all those things, and then we got deeply into the Boldly by Mitchell thing with Mark Steven. I'm not sure if you were watching that, but I will paraphrase for the benefit of our viewers that didn't see it. Uh, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders came on as we are in the stretch drive of the CFL season, and their Hall of Fame and waiting living legend quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Mark admitted it. I, if I'd said it, I'd be drawn and quartered. But Mark said it. Bo Levi is second and sometimes third on the Calgary Stampeders depth chart. I can't believe what's happening. This is why we love sports, Darren. Who saw this coming when we spent 17 weeks in Calgary at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino? Who saw this coming? Not me. Not you. I don't even no. think the Calgary Stampeders did. Uh, so anyways, we're, you know, Mark doesn't think Bo will be traded prior to the October 5th trade deadline. Bradley in Calgary is watching on Game Plus television. He texted in and said Bo is staying in Calgary. And I'm like, that's a very ambiguous statement. What does that mean? Does that mean he's not going to ask for a trade this year? Does that mean he's going to retire at the end of this season and stay in Calgary? Does this mean he's going to resign with Calgary this offseason? That's a very ambiguous statement to say Bo's staying in Calgary. I have no idea how this is going to play out. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know how it'll play out either. You know, on the one hand, he should be given a chance to go and, and try and give one more chance if his career to win, win a great cup. And whether that's going to Hamilton and trying to get their season turned around or going to Ottawa. You mentioned probably not Saskatchewan. BC already took their chance, went after Vernon Adams. They're not going to, you know, try again and grab another quarterback. So really those two options in the East are the only real opportunity for a landing spot for Bo. Um, but at the, on the other hand, if Calgary's going to make a run, wouldn't you love to have a veteran like that in your back pocket? Should something happen to Jake Mayer? Should something happen that, you know, he starts to struggle a little bit? And wouldn't that be a storyline if Bo gets back on the field at some point and leads Calgary to a great cup and, and sails yeah, well, into the sunset on top? Something's missing from this story that I wonder who knows. Um, Dan. Bergen is watching in Tirana, and he says, Bo is done. His shoulder's shot. He hasn't been the same since 2018. And that's, I think, Dan's opinion. Who really knows? But when we were, again, in Calgary this spring, people close to Bo said, no, 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 Bo saw the Houston Astros therapy staff, and they doctored him all up, and he feels 100% for the first time in years. He's throwing pain-free. And let's not forget, they went into the season with Bo as the number one quarterback. He engineered the eighth biggest comeback in CFL history, down 23 points in Hamilton. They came back and won. So something's changed. His, his shoulder wasn't shot then. So maybe something's happened since, but nobody's really saying. Um, and we're talking about potential trade destinations. Chad in Winnipeg is watching. He says, if he's not traded, I think Hamilton would take a run at him in the offseason considering their quarterback mess right there. So is a lot of Canadian Football League talk today on the air, which I'm here for. This is the CFL's number one podcast, and our viewers really enjoy it. Um, but I'll say it again, Darren. Could you imagine those shows like First Take and Get Up and Undisputed if, for instance, let's say Bo is the CFL's Aaron Rodgers. Would that not be an accurate comparison? I think it would be. Yes. Yeah. Um, champion still playing, and for a third consecutive week, going on four, he is second or third on the depth chart behind Jordan Love. How long would Aaron Rodgers sit there? Let's think about that for a second. Not very damn long, I don't think. I don't know the guy, no. but I, I'd have a tough time doing it. And, and how yeah. much would it be talked about, dude, all day, oh. every day? To an exhausting point, it would be analyzed. And, you know, we would be coming up with new lists as to possible landing spots. 
And then we would have reaction to the landing spots because there's already quarterbacks in those potential landing spots that would catch wind of the rumor. And the cycle would just keep going and going and going until eventually a move is made or, or, you know, they come out and say something and they'd be asked about it every day. We don't do that up here. Well, and, and, and back to, this is a very big reason why the relationship in Saskatchewan soured. And let's say, let's say I wore out my welcome because it was stories like this that I would just push my thumb on every day with the Rough Riders and talk about them on the radio, write about them on television. I had all the shows, and the team didn't like it. This is the same with Calgary. It's like, would you stop making this a big story? Bo's not saying anything. We're winning. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I'm sorry, guys. I got a job to do. I'm in a very competitive world for listeners and collect. You know what I mean? And that's why... That's why ESPN does what they do. And I'm just looking at this thing with Bo. A lot of years in this league. He came in in 2014, so that's... What was that? Oh, Hello? nothing. What was it? I, oh, just bumped something on the table. Okay, good. Um, I, I, I don't know. My math's bad, but like nine years ago, Bo came in. He's had a Hall of Fame career. I can't put myself in Bo's shoes. But I will say this. When I left Saskatchewan, and that job ended, something broke in me. And you were right there, you saw it. Something broke. To the degree that it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so we invented our own thing here, and it's going very well, and now I jump out of bed every day excited. My point is with Bo, and I think now with Bo, he's got to be having these revelations every morning, waking up going, do I want to do this? Do I want to go to the stadium and take second and third team reps? Do I want to put the work in in the weight room? Do I want to do these things? It's 111 Eastern, by the way, 1111 Mountain. Do with that what you will, what that means. I'm not totally sure. Um, But that's why I said I don't think I could be second fiddle because I've kind of been where he is, and it's a crappy place. Does he want to move his family to Hamilton? Does he want to move his family to Ottawa? Because clearly... He's not going to be playing with Calgary Pass this year. I'm not, still not sure he's going to be playing with him in October. Or does he want to go be the TV guy? Does he want to move back to America? That's what I think he's facing. Do you? For sure he is. He's facing all of those things. It's a complete career and life um, yes. change. You know, We're at a junction here, and you have a number of choices to go down. And you, know, you might want to go back down to the States and go back down into Texas and go home and do those things. And that would be one wonderful and one thing, an area he could go down. But he's built such a, a brand and a, and a reputation up in Canada that, you know, you talk about life after football. There are so many former pro football players. We don't remember them. We don't talk about them. Their brand doesn't stay strong. They don't make money based on the career that they had. If Bo wants to continue to thrive off what he's done in football, yeah, the analyst, the TSN wrote probably the smartest way. Stay in Canada where you have brand equity in that Calgary market in Canada and be that guy. Or go back down and start another chapter and build something else again, which can be really exciting and fun and keep you energetic. And, and Bo's a competitor and a guy who can probably go somewhere else and excel somewhere else and build this again so he's got a lot of options and that's one thing when you're talented and you have you know the ability to put in work that you know you have options and that's important we'll be kicking this around next segment when nick lewis joins us but uh, you're right he does have that brown uh, brand in calgary you calgary viewers tell me if i'm right on this i think it's south point dodge we've seen the commercials i work out in the gray eagle gym and i watch those commercials on global morning live and ctv live and it's this is, this is, hey, y'all, it's Bo Levi Mitchell here for South Point, to, South Point Dodd. Come on and get yourself a truck with a big boy. Or is that yes. Lanny? Tell them Lanny sent you. In Calgary, <laughs> they, got all the, they got all the great legends. By the way, as you see, I'm wearing my Pats shirt today. It's game day for God's team, the Regina Pats. And um, they're in Estevan tonight playing the Swift Current Broncos. This is major junior preseason play. I know a lot of our viewers have written me and DM me and said, you better not stop talking junior hockey. Trust me, I won't stop talking junior hockey ever because it's my favorite thing. I, the president of the Bruins, Josh, Biggs, who you know, Darren, we were there at the Centennial Cup together. 
He uh, wrote me on Twitter, as of yesterday, there were 105 tickets left for the hockey game tonight because they're going to be showing up to watch Connor Bedard. And uh, speaking of new challenges, I was on Dean Millard's fantasy sports program on Twitch last night, and he seemed shocked. I said, I got a Twitch account. Man, I signed up for Twitch years ago to watch Bubba the Love Sponge because uh, he was live on Twitch and also um, fan control football. Remember that? It was 45,000 yeah. viewers a night watching fan-controlled football. Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon. And it, when I talk about leaving the Ryder job, I, you know this, but I'm not sure too many of our viewers. I was in pretty significant talks with Twitch. We were very close to the altar on me hosting a daily Rough Rider show. That's what they wanted. They're like, you can be the Al Michaels of Rough Rider coverage on Twitch. And I'm like, eh. It was just something tugging at me going, mm, don't. Don't don't do it. But we went so far as to get a logo done. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Can you imagine? That would have been the end of me if I had done a Rough Riders <laughs> only show on Twitch. So thank God. Um, Jack in Alberta says, I know that whatever Bo decides, he will put the work in and he will excel. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. Jack, while we're at it, tell us who your Stanley Cup combatants are your prediction darren's are colorado and carolina heads carolina tails colorado let's record it this I afternoon like it. moose um <laughs> nick lewis is in next thanks for a great day uh, darren and your contributions appreciate you you bet appreciate you rod nfl cfl talk when we come back with the hall of famer plus this year's induction class the second of this year's induction class we'll talk about with nick pride of dallas texas You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network and YouTube Live. Of course, 24-hour streaming sports radio at rodpeterson.com and on the radio now at 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. RP show continues. It is daytime sports talk. And uh, on the air in the evening in Metro Atlanta, WQEE. I got some breaking news football-wise. It fits in perfectly with the day today. Corey Chamberlain, our good friend, has joined the staff of the XFL Birmingham Pro Football Franchise set to begin playing 2023. Head coached by one Heinz Ward. Oh, we've been talking Monday Night Football 
our Stanley Cup final predictions. For me, it's the Florida Panthers and Calgary Flames, and I'm not just saying that. I believe it, and it just so happens we, we, we broadcast out of both markets. CFL Week 15 power rankings are up. There's a lot to get to with Nick Lewis. Let's bring him in. It's funny because he is in this year's Hall of Fame induction class. Hey, Nick, welcome to the program. We're going to talk some Cowboys, some Monday Night Football. But they're inducting another Hall of Fame class this week, as you know, in Hamilton. Roy Shivers and Paul McCallum. Does it make you feel old that you were in the last class already, Nick? <laughs> it, it does make me feel a little old, but... You know, it's a good class. I've I seen with Ricky Ray and Chip Cox getting in as first ballot Hall of Famers. So uh, Roy Shivers finally in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. So it's really good to see Roy in. Absolutely. And I say kudos to all those guys. And I'll tell you, Southern Ontario, uh, they're buzzing. My phone's blowing up. Everybody's excited about the induction. Can you take me back to that night and the days surrounding it? I didn't expect to go down that road, but we might as well. It was in June this year. Was it everything that you expected for an experience you know what it was a pretty good experience and I think the biggest thing for me was being able to hang around guys like Mike Walker and uh the rest of the guys for the weekend seeing Hank again I haven't seen Hank since uh the Ottawa Grey Cup I think that was in 2017 so um seeing Hank and, and just seeing the rest of the guys there uh that had waited so long um you know one to be inducted that 2020 class it was two years for their induction uh being able to see huff and catch up with him so uh just listening to the stories uh telling stories was 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 great right because you knew what they put into it to get there and at the end of the day i mean don wilson and uh the rest of the guys man it was just such a fun weekend yeah, well, quite a game, too, uh, to have the Calgary Stampeders there in Hamilton Fort, eighth biggest comeback in CFL <laughs> history. So I'm not totally sure how this is working, but it's Winnipeg at Hamilton again this week. So they're having two inductions in the same year. I would have done it differently, but, of course, they don't ask me, nor should they. Um, people, just I'll throw in some predictions for the Stanley Cup final. We're asking our viewers today. Ted and Red Deer says, Hurricanes and Avalanche, exact same as Darren Moose DuPont. Tacona and Winnipeg says the Rangers versus Colorado. That's the same pick as Serena. And Jack Fulton in uh, Alberta. Vulcan Alberta says the Oilers and the Panthers. Before we examine all the other things going on in the CFL, Nick, what is your take, if you don't mind, on Bo Levi Mitchell being, to use Mark Stevens' term, the second and third string quarterback, depending on the time, with the Calgary Stampeders? Uh, I just never saw it coming. You know what? It's, it's a young man's game, but at the same time, Bo Steele has so much ability to be great. And I just go back 11 years ago when Henry Burris was benched for Drew Tate. It was the same thing, right? It was this iconic quarterback in Henry Burris who had led us to a great cup. And we won more games in a regular season than any other team. And it wasn't even close, but uh, it was felt that it was time to make a move. And uh, Jake played well last year. Uh, I believe Jake executes the offense a little bit better than Bo does right now to the talent that the Stampeders have. Bo's a big play quarterback. Uh, I think the dynamic of the team has changed over the last couple of years. And that really doesn't play well for Bo and his playing style. So I think it's more of a style of play than it is a, a talent thing. I mean, Bo still got a strong arm. Bo can still go put up big numbers in this league, and he will in the future. I mean, greatness doesn't leave you. He's going to always be great. So uh, my last point on this, I don't know. People in Calgary are watching on Game Plus TV texting me saying Bo's not leaving Calgary. But I, they sound like they know, but I don't even know who they are. So how do you think this plays out? Does he finish this season in Calgary? And does he finish his career in Calgary? What do you think? He finishes the season in Calgary. Um, I don't, Bo's still a young man. He's in his early 30s. So I can see Bo going to another team next year as a free agent. And being able to go out there and put up big numbers. I mean, if you look at the CFL right now, um, you have Zach Caleros and Nathan Rohr because they're only two quarterbacks that I would say are the quarterbacks for teams that they're not going to make a change off of that. But the other, the other teams are, are pretty much open. So I think Bo has the pick of the litter. Uh, he'll be the number one free agent, and he'll go put up some big numbers. Uh, but, you know, 
Huff and Dave know that Bo can still put up big numbers. Um, it's just a matter of they have their guy that runs the offense a little bit better right now uh, for what they need. Do you want to move on to the National Football League, or do you have any other CFL takes before we do move on to the NFL? No, I think, uh, you know, last week we had a couple blowouts, and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing uh, when the teams play each other back-to-back and you get a blowout in the second game, it's it's about meeting that energy level. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I come on and say here and, and everywhere else, I, I always want to make sure, Rod, it's always in perspective of, you know, like, you know, we talk about Cody Fajardo a lot. I thought Cody stepped up on Labor Day, had his best game of the season, and sometimes I feel like I'd be beating up on these guys, and I never wanted to come across like that. But we have to give an honest assessment of what we're seeing and, and how we and how we view it. So, um, and, and the fans should want that, right? They should want the honesty uh, of what's going on in these organizations, but also the truth about their quarterback or their situations. And and I feel like, to my knowledge, I, I try to display that. You do, and so do I. And I know that I'm going to tell you something. The vast, vast majority of the viewers do love it. That's why we're growing and you're on to great things. But it's shocking to a lot of people. Yeah. Because they've been spoon-fed the pablum for so long, not just in the CFL, but in the NFL, NHL. All the media is just, they're just disseminating what the teams want you to hear. And we're not doing that. Well, you know those team radio. I mean, those team (laughs) stations, right? They want you to talk nice about their team. Um, you know, when you get into the Raptors and you get into um, the Blue Jays and everybody out there, you have to talk nice about it. You can't really tell the truth. And that's where the misconception comes in with the fan base and and fans always and which they should lead with their heart, not their head and the decisions being made uh, by an organization like we love Bo. I love Bo. He's, he's one of great friends of mine. Um, I, I talked to Bo on a probably, you know, a couple times since he'd been benched, even a couple times before that, and just understanding his mindset and just making sure that he's pouring into um, Mayer to make sure he can be the best he can be, right? Because he didn't make that decision. So it, it's good. Uh, trust me, I get it. And I feel today we've gotten to the bottom of the Bo Levi Mitchell situation to to the degree that we know both you and Mark Steven don't expect him to be going anywhere this year. And to be honest to me, that's a credit to Bo swallowing his ego quite a bit. Remember, Drew got hurt. Drew got hurt in the the game in 2011, and they had to bring Hank in in the second half. So you you never know what's going to happen over the course, and they know they have the best chance to win if Bo's the starting quarterback outside of Mayer. Yeah, so the game humbles you. Life humbles you. That's it. And that's what Bo's going that's what Bo's going through right now. Ted in Red Deer wants to know if you have your designs, any interest in a GM type job in the Canadian Football League. Well, um I, I'm looking more towards the ownership. Uh but <clears throat> I don't think people understand how hard it is to construct 53 or 46 men from different countries, different backgrounds. You never know how people are going to feed off each other, what's going to be deterring in the locker room, what's going to be deterring on the field, what's going to happen. And it's all an experiment. And I believe that's the beauty part of of what we watch on a weekly basis. Uh, I remember I was talking to somebody and they were talking about offense, like, to make one offensive play work, how amazing that is for all these moving parts to come together for one good play. Now you have to replete that consistently. And, and I just think uh, when it comes to making moves, when it comes to uh, re-signing and doing those things, it's a very tough job that uh, even myself, I don't think I could do. Um, I would have to really tap into some people like John Murphy and and Chris Jones and others and John Huffnagel because they have experience of scouting, recruiting, understanding value, when to say no, when to go above and beyond, and all that's a field thing. But, um, you know, the, the GMs bring the players in, the coaches coach the players. 
Sometimes GMs playing, bring in players that are great athletes but not great football players, but you still have to coach those non-great football players to get the best out of them. Wow, you make a wonderful point. Uh, Chad in Winnipeg says, this world is getting too soft. The truth hurts sometimes. It's a fact. From Bailey, Nabe on YouTube says, Thick Nick, absolute legend of the game. From Tacona in Winnipeg says, Did Nick say he wants, whoops, wants to own the seventh CFL team? Yes, yes he did. <laughs> or one of the nine. Uh, from John Ohm in Winnipeg. Um, tons of respect for Nick. We need this guy in the CFL at any capacity. Smart individual. Yes, he is. And it's interesting that you would say you're not interested in the GM role because... I said that earlier. I'm not either. I don't want to do the job. I wonder why so many GMs get so prickly with the analysis that we give, and coaches too, because when people tell me what to do in the mental health recovery field, Nick, and you've seen now me in action how I do it, I don't care what they say because I know what to do. You can say whatever the hell you want because I'm going to do what I do with a very high success rate. Or people get upset or tell us what to do with this show. I don't listen to them because I know what I'm doing, and we grow. Why do GMs and coaches get so upset and what people say about them is they should have confidence in doing what they do. 100%. Only thing you could do as a coach or a GM is improve probability. Last night, 64-yard field goal. Could you improve the probability of making a shorter field goal? You look at the Tennessee Titan game. They, they said, mm-hmm. okay, we'll kick a 47, 49-yard field goal. But you had time to improve the probability of the make by gaining extra yards and then using that timeout. So I I would never say do what the Broncos did last night with two timeouts. I had a minute left on the clock to improve the probability. And the same thing with GMs. Like you bring in certain players to improve the probability of the success of the team. But that's also a reason if you notice Calgary's not big in free agency because they don't want the other culture coming into their locker room. They want you to come in fresh, create the culture, show you what the culture is, and now you're part of the culture. So that's why Calgary's never really big in the free agency game to go out and bring in a lot of the top stars. Now, if you're a good player, they would like to bring you in, uh, but you got to be a culture fit. Okay, so listen, next segment will be all NFL. In the three minutes we had. No, no, I, I know. I, I want to finish this on the CFL. So with the Rough Riders, I just want your take on what's gone on with Garrett Marino and Duke Williams and guys that they didn't fit the culture that we had when I was there. Clearly, they wouldn't fit in in Calgary. What do you see going on with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of late and moving ahead? Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's all grown men, right? And we, we want the best players but sometimes the best players aren't the best people and those things do reflect on younger teams and if you look at the riders uh in the leadership in there you have cody on the offensive side but what other guys not everybody's young like shaq evans is still young kyra moore is still young uh jamal murrow is young there's a lot of young guys the oldest one of the main factors is duke williams been in Edmonton, been successful, been to the NFL, made some great plays, stayed there for a few years. His influence on those young guys is ultimately what you're going to see on a daily basis. Emmanuel Arsenault in Edmonton doesn't have to be a thousand-yard receiver. He's a guy that could be in that locker room that's going to be respected, a positive influence for all the receivers, the rest of the offense, and you're going to see continual growth like you have seen from those young receivers. So just understanding those factors. uh, And on the defensive side, you have Charleston Hughes. uh, You have Larry Dean. Sankey's still young. Secondary's still young. So it's just about putting people in there that can bring positive results and I just think when you have a veteran team, Marino doesn't affect it that much. But when you have a young team, it does, right? Everything, you're like in the wind. You want to have constant momentum going forward. And every negativity just makes it that much harder to overcome the challenges. Yeah, and it's not like there's anything major going on behind the scenes. We see it on the field. They have lost six of their last eight. So anyways, we'll be back and we'll be talking about Dakota Prescott and other NFL things in a moment with the Hall of Famer, (laughs) Nick Lewis.
It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube daily and on the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. A sports update before we jump back into things with the Hall of Famer Nick Lewis. Toronto right-hander Julian Merriweather will face Tampa Bay lefty Jeffrey Springs in the first of today's doubleheader between the Blue Jays and Rays at Rogers Center. Toronto begins the day tied with Seattle atop the standings in the race for the American League. Three wild card spots. Tampa Bay just a half game back. A long-anticipated all-British heavyweight fight between champion Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua is closer than ever. Joshua's management says in a Twitter post, its fighter has accepted the terms presented by Fury for a bout on December the 3rd. CF Montreal can strengthen its hold on second place in Major League Soccer's Eastern Conference with a win tonight against the visiting Chicago Fire. Montreal clinched a playoff spot Friday with a 2-2 draw against the Columbus Crew. And the Seattle Seahawks say star safety Jamel Adams suffered a serious knee injury in the second quarter of Monday night football against Denver. Adams is in his third season in Seattle. He was limited to injuries by injuries to just 12 games in each of his first two years. Last night, Seattle beat Denver 17-16. This sports update for Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app. It's the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets right out of the gate. Download for free now at playdarkhorse.com. It's available for Android and Apple devices. Also for Ballers Rec Room, the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. From the Canadian Football Hall of Fame induction class 2022A, Nick Lewis is with us today, and we're going to talk about the NFL. He's a Cowboys fan. He's from Dallas. And the question coming out of week one, Nick, is, is the season over with the broken thumb suffered by one Dakota Prescott? And season over if Dak was playing. Let's be honest. Like, look at what Dak did. You got a whole offseason. You say this is the first time you didn't have to worry about rehabbing. You, was, you could focus on everything that you needed to focus on. He's inaccurate. And that's one of the biggest things with Dak is if you don't have a run game, you can't play off a of play action. Dak is a very average quarterback. When you can play action, put him on the edge, he's got a strong arm, you know, you can he can make certain throws, but it just opens up the freedom for Dak. But if you don't get the run game going, they don't have a chance. And I believe when a lot of people talk about Zeke in the first year of why Zeke was doing what he was doing, it was because both of them were playing at a high level. And ever since then, Dak hadn't played in a high level. And everybody knows if you can stop the Cowboys run game, Dak won't make the throws to beat you. Very depressing. Um, <laughs> well, do we, see, do, do we see this a lot? You get paid and your play drops off. You're supposed to get paid and your play pick up. Your, your play only, only picks up in the last year yeah. of your contract, right? And that's when most people have their best year because they're so focused and everything is so intently on every play. And, like, even going back to the GM situation, we knew Dak. Um, you can win with Dak, just like you can win with Cody and all these other quarterbacks in different leagues. But you need – some people need better athletes around them. Dak needs better receivers around him to make up for some of his inefficiencies. And when, he, when you pay him $45 million, that takes away some of the weapons around him. And now he's vulnerable. At the end of the day, he's still getting paid, which I root for all players to get paid. But um, it cost him the ability of really building a legacy. Because when you had Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb and Cedric Wilson, you were way better. And for the Cowboys not to bring back Cedric Wilson, who to me was one of the standouts last year, it was a big hurt for us. Led the NFL in points and yards per game last season, and now this. But I'll just say this. I wonder how big of a believer you are in analytics. I am to a point. 
Yeah. But I was reading an article the other day on The Athletic about this. They're like, Tom Brady's great, but when you put him up against Aaron Rodgers and certain Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes of his era, what Tom benefited from both in Tampa and New England was better play on special teams and defense. And they had this quotient. The defense and special teams were better on the Patriots and Bucks than they were on the Packers and the Chiefs and Seahawks. I'm like, well, yeah, we all know that. Tom took less money to spread around those positions. Correct, Nick? How is this news? Yeah, most most of the teams in the last 10 years have had a quarterback in their first five years or Tom Brady who took less money to be able to spread that money out, bring in better talent uh, around them because – Let's probability. If I'm starting at my own 20 yard line every drive or inside my own 30 every drive, I have a less chance to score a lot of points. If I'm getting short field after short field, those threes and sevens, then I'm going to score more points and win more games. So everything plays a factor in football when you look at it. And I've never understood that growing up, they say defense wins championships. But now over the last 10 years, it's been quarterbacks and they got to win championships and they have to do this to submit their legacies. It's not their fault that they're on a bad team and might be a great quarterback and put up uh, great numbers, but it all plays a, a, a major part. Like Brad Johnson will never be better than Dan Marino or Trent Dilfer will never be. But he's got than, a Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'm looking at this because you're a Dallas guy. I'm looking at the staff. Where the hell was Cervante Turpin? Okay. He had four returns, an average of 19.2 yards, one punt return for just three yards. Um, do you have a take on that story as a Dallas guy? And you know his story, obviously, at TCU. Yep. Well, you know, it's, you just, it's, a, it's a feel-good story, but those guys fall through the cracks all the time and um, maybe can't learn a playbook. Uh, there's different things that factor in, and now just being a dynamic returner oversees everything else. And um, people are returning more out of the end zones now. Punt returns, every yard you can get uh, really helps the offense success and improves the probability. So uh, I think it's just a great fit for him being at home. I just hope he can control it because when you take that long path, there's a lot of people that are a part of that journey and now you're back home, you're making some money, so I'm, I'm hoping that he's in a stable environment to, to keep succeeding. Me too. Okay, Nick, what else you got on your mind before we let you go? What's new? Man, nothing's really new, man. Just uh, continue to grind, but uh, just enjoying watching sports. It, it's been so great uh, to watch the NFL back the first week, the CFL through Labor Day, and now everybody knows this is where the playoff runs happen. Uh, baby Brady, Nathan Rourke is out, so I'm hoping for a healthy return <laughs> for him and just understanding that the CFL's prime. Like, yeah, that's not as great, I would say, talent-wise as it's been, but it's still pretty even. I mean, Winnipeg is – even though they're only lost one game, I felt like they should have lost four or five. They got outplayed that they ended up winning because a team turned it over or missed a field goal or did things and all credit due to them. But I think it's a little bit closer than people think, and it's not just a runaway that Winnipeg's going to win this thing. Going to be fun down the stretch. I uh, appreciate you coming in, uh, Nick. Thanks for the insights. Enjoy the ball. Appreciate it. You have a great one. I need that weather with you. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) It is the best. (laughs) The Hall of Famer Nick Lewis joining us today. You got four minutes, everybody, to get your questions in. 902-518-3033 or text. You can also chime in on the YouTube chat. Overtime's next. It's the Rod Peterson Show on the Game Plus Television Network. Live streaming on YouTube, of course. You can always catch the podcast at Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we're on the radio, 99.1 FM, WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back for Overtime, everybody. It's proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC 
And the National Football League. And um, just a note, Clark, before we go any further, is Moose with us in this segment or is he not? Just so I know. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to know. I can handle it. I can certainly handle seven minutes on my own. I just want, I didn't want to talk for seven minutes and have him sitting there waiting to come on. So I wasn't sure if he was going to be part of this or not. So we're going to have fun with just you and me, the viewer and me, or the listener and me, depending where you're listening from. The text line is open. The number's on the screen, 902-518-3033. Write it down. Put it on your dash, in your dash, on your fridge, on your coffee table. I want to hear from you every single day, and I'd love to hear from where you are watching or listening from all over North America. I do like this. Jeff the Stamps fan, it's interesting. Uh, Jeff the Stampeders fan writes in immediately and says, Sorry I'm late. My comment today is this. Ryder fans booed Burris relentlessly. What's the concern now? It's about our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It has to do with Monday night football and the Seattle Seahawks beating the Denver Broncos 17-16 Monday night and Russell Wilson being booed, I'll say, somewhat relentlessly by the Seahawks fans when they came onto the field at the start of the game. ESPN replayed that before the opening kickoff, so we actually saw it twice. And then when the Denver Broncos came to the field for their first series, Russell Wilson was booed again. So, (laughs) Jeff the Stams fan, I appreciate a lot because he watches the show every day. But I don't think he has a lot of empathy. As somebody who's been booed, and I have, doesn't feel very good. And I'm sure Russell Wilson's sitting there going, after all I've done for you, this is the way I'm going to be treated. And we kind of, over the last two hours, have gotten to the bottom of this. And people from Seattle, some NFL people telling me, Russell Wilson initiated this trade. The fans knew it. That's why they're booing him. Okay, that's a little different. But you bring up Henry Burris, whose name's come up quite a bit today. And we've had a great Calgary Stampeders-type show today with Mark Steven, the voice of the team, with us earlier. And then Nick Lewis, last segment. Henry Burris was given no choice but to leave. And Ryder fans didn't get the whole story, and that's why they booed him relentlessly. It hurts, but it happens. Um, So I probably am far too defensive about this. But you know what? It's my show, so I can do whatever I want. Wayne in BC watching British Columbia regarding the BC Lions. He says, that was so sad to lose Nathan Rourke to injury. I hope he returns before the end of the season. I'm glad you brought that up. I was talking to a football guy today. If I mention that he's from Mississippi, I don't think that'll out him, his identity, because I have this wonderful network of football guys, and when they die, I think they'll become football gods. Now, I believe in that. There are football gods, just like there is a god, but there's football gods. It's a subsection, and hockey gods, too. They decide if a football on a field goal is going to hit an upright. You know, or. If a football is going to hit a goalpost, uh, a pass in the West Final to decide a game. So one of those football guys that I was talking to today in Mississippi said the, the BC Lions are done. They're done. This is a guy that said Nathan Rourke is the real deal. And, all the, and we all kind of know that. But it's interesting. He was at Ohio. Didn't really get a sniff in the NFL at all, but for he tried out as a receiver for the New York Giants in their OTA, I believe. But nobody seriously looked at him as a quarterback, and then he starts two games in the CFL, and he's the next Dan Marino. I'm like... But they know, and to the fake news concept, let's think about this for a second. Uh, We even had Farhan on here from TSN Vancouver. There's no bigger BC Lions fan in the world than Farhan. And he's on here a month ago saying, Nathan Rourke's probably done for the year. I love Farhan. Believe me, I do. I've told him that. And then this morning, I get this. He's throwing from, he's throwing. They're talking about him coming back already. So, I guess my point is beware fake news. And Justin Dunk and I fight about this all the time. Because we have different definitions, and to be honest with you, I think he's right. The definition of fake news is deliberately misleading news. 
If you look up fake news, you Google it, that's what it is. Uh, mine is definition was sort of coming up with something to talk about, even though there's really nothing to talk about. I was the king of that, and I called that fake news. If I was the voice of the Calgary Stampeders and I had to host a talk show every day for two and a half hours like I had to do in Saskatchewan, we'd be banging away on this bold Levi Mitchell thing all day, every day. But that's not the situation for Mark Steven in Calgary, and the Stamps don't want anybody talking about it. <laughs> I'm just checking the uh, comment. And that's why I wore out my welcome in Saskatchewan, because I didn't do what the team wanted. They're like, would you not talk about that? Sorry, but you're not paying me. I got a job to do here. Unfortunately, the radio station agreed with the team. I would ask how that's working out for them now. Stacy, watching from Access World Headquarters, says, Roddy, 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 I'm cheering for you, man. I appreciate you, Stacy, and that's why you're here. You should go back to hour one where I talked about when I was booed in an opposing arena after having left a team. And again, it doesn't feel very good. But you get over it, and you look forward. Who the heck was I seeing here today? Oh, it was Chame, Corey Chamberlain. If I hadn't dropped my bell, here it is. A last minute of play in the RP show today. Corey Chamberlain announcing today that he has joined the XFL San Antonio franchise. I wanted to tell more Chamberlain stories today, and dag nabbit, I forgot. But Corey Chamberlain's Twitter, go give him a follow right now, at Coach Chamberlain, says the only way to reach your goal is to keep moving forward. Five-time champion, NFL Europe, CFL, USFL, and you can add XFL to his resume right now. So it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. And Corey Chamberlain keeps getting back up. He's a champion. I love him. Um, Andrew, the viewer says, to me, the Russell Wilson situation is like a regular person leaving one company for another. Russell was quiet, quitting for the last few years and wanted out of Seattle. You want to go back and proofread your comment, please, Andrew? We will see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on the CFL's number one podcast. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.